This is an audio version of an article I wrote back in September of 2022 called The Best Introduction Ever, Using Cialdini's Principles to Up Your Game. Y'all, let me tell you about Rob Thomas, a stud of a detective with the best interrogation introduction I've ever seen. Thomas was a police investigator in Toronto when Alec Manassian plowed a rented van into a crowd of people killing 10 and injuring 16. Just nine hours after Alec is taken into custody, Thomas walks in and delivers this performance. I cannot imagine the amount of pressure he would have been under to get this one right, and he nailed it. I, for one, will immediately shift using intros based on this one. Let me tell you why. Thomas uses Cialdini's principles of persuasion combined with rapport-based interviewing to engage with and motivate a person that many would have sneered at. There is never a single moment in this interview where Thomas is other than pleasant, but neither is there a single moment where it looks like Alec is running the show. Rather, Thomas methodically works him through the crime to a full confession. In this article, we'll start by listening to Thomas's introduction. Then we'll discuss why it is so effective, including a primer on Cialdini's principles of persuasion. Lastly, I'll provide a transcript of the introduction. If you're serious about interviewing suspects, I encourage you to study this introduction. And if you'd like, watch the whole interview, which I've linked in the article. Hello. Hi, how are you? Doing good, how are you? Good, good. Did you drink water? Sure. Thanks so much. How are you feeling? I'm good. You feeling okay? My name's Rob Thomas. Nice to meet you. Hey, how are you? How are you? You doing okay? Yeah. Yeah, you probably have better days than this, I guess, eh? Yeah. Well, I am a little shaken, to be honest. A little shaken? It's not like it's not my usual day, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I like to appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alec. Mind if I call you Alec? Yeah, sure. Is it, what do your friends normally call you? Alec. Alec. Yeah. Alec, my name's Rob Thomas. I'll, I want you to call me Rob from here on in, okay? Okay. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Alec, I want you to understand something. I'm a senior detective with the Toronto Police. Do you understand what that means? Uh, yes. You know I'm a police officer? Yes. Okay. I don't wear a, a uniform. Uh, I wear a, a, a suit and tie because of the type of work that I do. But although I'm in a, a suit and tie, I'm, I'm an actual police officer, okay? Um, and I'm the one of the senior investigators on this case. Okay. I got called in for this, this this specific case because of what's happened and the involvement and everything else that's been going on. Okay. Uh, before we get started, I want you to know that we're being videotaped and audio taped. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. Everything I see and do is being captured. Exactly. Yeah. On, on audio and video. Okay. Now, uh, here's what I want to do, uh, Alec. Um, I want to talk to you. Okay. Um, we're going to spend a, 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 a good deal of time together, okay? Uh-huh. Um, it's important that I talk to you, all right? Um, I'm going to ask you questions, okay? I'm going to ask you questions about uh, your background, your education, um, your relationships with your family and friends, um, work, travel. I'm going to ask you questions about what happened today, okay? Um, you don't have to answer those questions if you don't want, okay? You understand that? Yes. Um, but if you do decide to a- answer my questions, okay, uh, I just ask that you do two things for me, okay? First thing is I ask that 
you treat me with respect, okay? Uh, I promise to treat you with respect throughout the entire night, okay? All I ask is you do the same for me. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, the other thing I ask, Alec, and, I, and I've been doing this a long time, okay? Uh, and I typically never have any problems with people or anything like that. I don't expect to have a problem with you today, but um, if you do decide to answer my questions, would you do me the favor and, and just speak from the heart, okay? And just be truthful. That's all I ask. Does that sound fair? Yes. Is that okay? Okay. Um, now, my understanding is uh, earlier today um, there was an incident and you ultimately got arrested. The first thing that jumps out to me is that Thomas hands Alec a bottle of water and then looks him in the eye, shakes his hand, and says, you feeling okay? My name's Rob Thomas, shakes Alec's hand. How are you? How are you? You doing okay? Followed shortly by, yeah, yeah, well, I can appreciate that. Alec, mind if I call you Alec? And then, Alec, my name's Rob Thomas. I want you to call me Rob from here on in, okay? Alec, I want you to understand something. I'm a senior detective with the Toronto Police. You understand what that means? The very first thing that Thomas does is hand Alec a bottle of water. This is an example of Cialdini's principle of reciprocity. Basically, when we give people things, they want to give us things back. After a class recently, I was handed a challenge coin. I immediately felt an intense need to drop everything and give him a challenge coin back. It would be weird not to. You can generate this automatic response in people by handing them objects, but maybe more importantly by handing them intangible things like information or respect. I recommend that you get the ball rolling with a bottle of water or a business card and then continue the reciprocity with respect and sharing on your part too. Michael Reddington writes about Cialdini's principles in his book The Discipline Listening Method. He writes, For our purposes, one of the most effective ways to ethically leverage reciprocity is to share information and demonstrate vulnerability prior to asking your counterparts to do the same. I was speaking to a witness to a child endangerment case recently. She told me about her addiction to drugs. I told her about my experience with family members that were addicted to drugs, and I included anecdotes specific to what somebody with that experience would know. This was an hour after the rapport building phase was done. Shortly afterwards, she told me everything about what she had seen, including a lot of details that she could have been expected to keep private, like her own drug use. When I was willing to share with her, she was willing to share with me. Now, how about that handshake and introduction? My name's Rob Thomas, shakes Alex's hand. How are you? It's so simple that it feels revolutionary. Most of us introduce ourselves as, I'm detective with the police department. Most introductions I see involve heading to the desk without looking at the subject, putting our stuff down, sighing, and then just looking at them from six feet away. This is a cold reality shower right when we're best served by warmth. Thomas gets it right when he shakes Alex's hand and uses his first and last name followed shortly after by his title. People who aren't cops might not understand how ingrained it is in us to lead with the title in a wall of skeptical assessment. In this setting, we have to let it go. Think about how you introduce yourself to subjects in the room, then contrast that with walking straight up to them, looking them in the eye, and introducing yourself by first and last name, followed by, I'm a senior detective with the police department. I think, as cops, we get used to being a little paranoid with our information. We hide behind Officer X or Detective Y because we don't want to provide more information for people to type into Facebook. It occurred to me the other day, however, that I'd gotten used to introducing myself by title and last name as an outcropping of a sort of standard-issue standoffishness. 
I then realized that I avoided saying my first name while handing people my business card with my first name and email, which has my first name, and multiple phone numbers to call me, and then later filing warrants with my first and last name all over them. I know I'm not the only one that does this. If they're going to know your name anyway, use it to your advantage to build some goodwill between the two of you. Just after introducing himself the right way, Thomas creates his first social contract with Alec. He says, Alec, mind if I call you Alec? To which Alec replies, yeah, sure. This is related to Cialdini's consistency and commitment principle. Basically, and I'm absolutely paraphrasing, so read his work for a definitive word on his ideas, humans want to appear consistent. If we take a stance, we want to follow through on it, even if our thoughts might change. When we get somebody to commit to letting us call them a certain informal name, we're laying the groundwork for other larger commitments, like talking about mass murder. Then, Thomas tells Alec that he's a senior investigator for the Toronto Police Department. This is a take on Cialdini's principle of authority. Basically, we tend to listen to people in authority and take them more seriously. By citing his own authority, he gets the benefit of it, even while never being asked to prove or back it up. I was talking to one of the newer detectives in our unit this week, and I told her, you are now a senior detective at the police department. I grant you the title. The one caveat to this is that you must look serious, professional, and prepared. If your actions say you're a rookie, they'll believe those more than your assertions. Thomas goes on to create at least two more social contracts to build on his consistency progress with Alec, namely... First thing is, I ask that you treat with respect, okay? I promise to treat you with respect throughout the entire night, okay? All I ask is you do the same for me. Is that okay? This is so good. For a while now, I've looked to include promises like this in my talks with suspects. I promise I'll get this right. You can trust me to get this right. Promises as a word carries a lot of weight. Making promises like this can go a long way towards establishing consistency. The next social contract is this. If you do decide to answer my questions, would you do me the favor and just speak from the heart, okay? And just be truthful. That's all I ask. Does that sound fair? Alec agrees to all of them, which creates a bedrock of consistency that should be easy to build on. Finally, Thomas uses Cialdini's concept of social proof when he says, Alec, I've been doing this a long time, okay? And I typically never have any problems for the people or anything like that. I don't expect to have a problem with you today. This is Thomas saying that everybody else voted to work with me, so my reviews are five stars favorable. Investigator Rob Thomas absolutely nails this interview, and particularly the introduction. I hope that when my name is called to do the big interview, that I'll be as prepared as he was that day. If any of you know the man, I'd love to connect with him and chat. I hope that you all are able to use these techniques in your interviews. Anybody who works around me will see that I'll be using them. Even if you're out on the street, what would it hurt you to say, I'm Gary Chavez, a senior police officer with the police department. If it's an officer safety issue in your situation to be shaking hands, maybe a little wave and a friendly smile. Thank you to the instructors at Fletzy for turning me on to this video of Thomas and pointing out how Thomas was using Cialdini's principles of persuasion. Thanks, guys. And then below, uh, I include a transcript. Uh, so just to go off of what I've uh, written in that article a little bit, too, is that I have used this in patrol shifts that I've worked uh, over the last few months uh, where I just walk up and I hold out my hand and I say, hey, I'm with my name and, and title and all that. And it immediately builds connections. I'm telling you that this wall of uh, maintaining behind your title uh, is not helpful. The one time that I really use my title still uh, in introductions is on the phone. And I do that because most people... Uh, expect spam calls these days. And so when you actually get somebody on the line, 
um, I want to quickly let them know, you know, who I am instead of uh, going through the whole first name thing. And if they hear the title, hopefully they'll stick, uh, they'll stick with the call. So that's one example of where I will stick with the title because it matters to get that authority out quickly. Uh, but otherwise, it's much better at building connection to use that first and last name. So this goes over a lot of the principles. Um, I use this, and I hope that you guys will get some use out of this too.